Way to go! We finished the book of Proverbs. The book of Proverbs was all about wisdom. One thing I noticed, though, was that the wisdom of this book was not always what I expected. I've heard wisdom defined different ways. One way was that knowledge was the awareness of certain facts, and wisdom was knowing what to do with and making proper application of those facts. In other words, acting or processing the knowledge we have in the best way. While this might meet the definition of wisdom, it doesn't seem to completely adhere to what the Bible defines as wisdom. There is a critical element in this book that I think is crucial for understanding true wisdom. Wisdom isn't just about making shrewd business decisions, or savvy political moves, or sound financial decisions. In Proverbs 1.3, Solomon says one of the main missions of the Proverbs is so that we can receive instruction in wise dealing, in righteousness, justice, and equity. The way this is written, Solomon is equating wisdom with righteousness, justice, and equity. All throughout history, especially here in the USA, true business decisions or savvy political moves or sound financial decisions were all too often diametrically opposed to righteousness, justice, and equity. Righteousness is doing what is right. Justice is being impartial or fair. Equity means making the necessary adjustments so that everyone is equal and ends up at the same place. This goes beyond everyone getting the same amount of something. It means making everything equal or smooth between every person. It requires recognition and acknowledgement that everyone does not start from the same place, and then making the necessary adjustments to correct any imbalances and ensure that everyone is brought to the same status. This third element of biblical wisdom is absolutely revolutionary and stands in stark contrast to our traditional understanding of wisdom. Honestly, if everyone truly practiced the first two, doing what was right and being completely fair, society as a whole probably wouldn't have many imbalances or disparities. But if you take an honest and unbiased look at the world around us, the disparities and extreme stratification of the quality of life is undeniable. Now, with this understanding of biblical wisdom, imagine what it would look like for society, even just a small portion of a well-to-do society, to pursue equality and start redistributing their wealth in an effort to bring all members of society up to the same quality of life. This would be truly revolutionary in our current society, and would probably be unprecedented in almost any society throughout any time period in history. But this is exactly what God views as wise. In Acts 2.44, which we will read later on this year, the church seemed to recognize this as biblical wisdom because it says all who believed were together and had all things in common. This is amazing and is a beautiful picture of what it will be like when God's kingdom is fully established here on earth. But, for whatever reason, the church as a whole obviously didn't maintain this understanding of wisdom. Even in the New Testament, the members of the church that understood equity and were willing to make whatever adjustments were needed to establish fairness and equality ended up being so persecuted and poor that they didn't have any wealth to distribute. And the church members who did have the wealth were extremely reluctant to help others. In the letters to the Corinthians and Romans, Paul talked about raising up funds from the church in Corinth, Rome, Galatia, Macedonia, and Achaia to give as aid to the extremely persecuted and poor church in Jerusalem. 
But even in these letters, it's clear that Paul feels the need to remind the churches that helping the other churches in need is not just a nice thing to do, but that they actually owe it to them. There is clearly a disparity between the comfort levels and financial security of churches in Corinth and Rome when compared to the church in Jerusalem. These types of disparities are further discussed by Jesus himself in the letters to the churches in the Revelation. These disparities have only gotten worse. Richard Wormbrand discusses similar disparities in his book, Tortured for Christ. In case you haven't read the book, Richard Wormbrand was a Romanian priest who was arrested by the Soviets when he publicly stated that Christianity was not compatible with communism. Essentially, the Communist Party was trying to turn the Christian church into a state entity that would spy on the people. Many churches succumbed to the will of the Communist Party, but many chose to reject this and essentially had to move underground. This was risky and led to many priests and pastors, like Wormbrand, getting arrested and imprisoned. Wormbrand ended up getting imprisoned a couple different times for a total of around 14 years. During this time, he was beaten, tortured, and mutilated before he was eventually ransomed and ultimately moved to the U.S. for the purpose of being the voice of the persecuted church. He spent the rest of his days trying to convey to the Church of the West, who is comfortable in every sense of the word, just how important and biblical it is to provide support and aid to the persecuted church. This effort by Wormbrand was revolutionary, but still on an extremely small scale compared to a global effort of equity. Wormbrand pointed out the disparity between the churches of the West and the churches in the East, but he essentially just ended up trying to raise awareness to the church in the West that many Christians in other parts of the world were suffering extreme persecution. He did raise awareness some and got some churches and church members to provide support to the persecuted church, but he was in no way trying to redistribute wealth from the West to the East on the scale required to achieve equity. Can you imagine what it would be like if there was a concerted effort where world leaders operated in true biblical wisdom and people earnestly sought to bring every single person to a place where they were equal with everyone else? This would be amazing! This alone would eliminate a tremendous amount of suffering, pain, and tears. We will see this later when we get to Jesus' teachings, but this is exactly what the church was commissioned to do. We were all commissioned to live like Jesus, to live such radical lives that we would usher in the wisdom of God, which is righteousness, justice, and equity. Thank you so much for continuing to support this podcast. Your support means so much to me. Come back tomorrow when we will begin Ecclesiastes.